So when I've been on the show before, I talked about in my job how I try to take little breaks. Sometimes they call them micro breaks there. Um, where you're, maybe you're in your office and you do a quick stretch or you do a little lap right in your area. Um, but we also, when we can, try to take an intentional break where you actually go outside real quick for a lap. Some people even try to walk for a meeting or something if they can. So uh, this one particular time, I probably had maybe eight minutes that I was going to be able to do this. So I didn't go far. We have a few buildings that are right near each other. And even though they're all glass and steel kind of structures, in between are like little grassy areas, pretty little trees, some benches, sometimes picnic tables, depending on the space. So I try to go out there if I can and just walk on these little paths. And I try to be mindful of my environment, how the air feels, how the sky looks, maybe if there's a bird or other creature. We actually have had some turkeys, which is a little easier than the problem you've had around here at home. Yeah. Uh, but this time I noticed a robin, a little robin bird, because he was on this um, bench. So it, just the, the level that he caught me with my eye. Um, I was just kind of noticing him, and I was thinking how beautiful eggs are. You know, you think of robin's blue eggs. It's actually a color swatch, robin's blue. Uh, that people use in decorating and I'm thinking, oh, those eggs are like so beautiful, the blue uh, in spring. And it's something somebody should seek out as like a little decorating thing. I have these fake Robin's blue eggs. But the Robin itself is very plain and kind of unassuming. And really, I'm kind of looking at them going, wow, you'd almost think like these beautiful eggs come out of something that's a little more ornate. So God always seems to do. He takes me out of my little reverie and the robin suddenly flew over me, not in a way that I thought he was going to poop on me, <laughs> but this beautiful, like, I'm going to show you how beautiful I am and spread its wings. And the way it went over, I saw the whole underside of this robin that I've never seen before. And I'm somebody who does have a have different bird feeders out and seen plenty of them, but never saw from that perspective before how gorgeous the wings were. And it made me think, Things are different um, than you expect, and you need to change your perspective. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. Hello friends. It has been a hot minute since we last chatted together, and I'm really excited to talk about changing our perspective. And as I'm sure you all already guessed, my lovely mom, Deb, is here, and we just really want to talk about changing your perspective and why it's important and also what you can gain from changing your perspective. And the first thing that I thought of was actually from a recent Christian book study that I was doing. And it was comparing Genesis 2.9 to Genesis 3.6. So in Genesis 2.9, it says, The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and produced delicious fruit. And then, you know, he talked about how in the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Then it jumps to Genesis 3.6, and it talks about how the woman who was Eve and how she saw that tree, and it was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she's talking about the tree of life. 
So all of a sudden, like what it made me think of is just that like he makes a point in scripture to say that all the trees were beautiful and that they all produced delicious fruit. So she got fixated on the one tree that she couldn't have. And there was so many, an an abundance of blessing and goodness around her, but she got so fixated on that one thing and she missed out on the rest of it. And I think we do that too sometimes. And I mean, I'm amazed when I step back and look at the life that I live and I'll realize that yes, there are so many hard things, but God has blessed me so much. And when I don't focus on what I have, I'll miss all that I do. And I think it's interesting if people don't know you, and maybe they're just haphazardly picking up this podcast, they don't realize you're in pain every day. You have struggles every day, you know, physically. Like right now, we're able to sit here on a couch and record, but you can't just walk upstairs to your bedroom and get what you need. If we forgot something, I've got to go get it. Or you have to have somebody get you upstairs. You are working with physical limitations, even just the emotional strain of everything, yet you find a way in all of that continually to be intentional about your perspective. And it's almost where I think you do it so automatically that sometimes even for us as family members, we might take that for granted. Yeah, I mean, I think something that makes me think of this I don't even know if you remember the story that I'm about to tell, Mm -hmm. but it was after my hip had dislocated and that was when really everything just completely just so fast and drastically changed. And you and I were talking about the future of OST and, you know, obviously that's been laid to rest now, but at the time we were still figuring out what we were going to do. Which was your business Which, and your baby. This yeah, was it, your was, baby. it was everything. And it was my future with Jared. Like it was mm-hmm. everything that we had spent time studying for and working for and networking for. It was just insane. But you and I were chatting and you were like, I really want to find a way for you to still use all the things that you've done and... I, tr- I really am going to be curious if you remember this or not, because you, and you were encouraging me, but you were just like, because you always find a way to turn your setbacks into a comeback. You always find another way. And I just remember looking at you and going, I don't want to find another way. Yeah. I want it to just for once go the way that I expected. I don't want to keep taking something broken and putting it back together again. Like I don't want to keep reinventing myself or like just whatever you want to put there. I was like, I just want something to work. And you were like, but you always make it through. And I was like, but I don't want to keep doing this anymore. And, you know, so I do think that because I'm so blessed to have an amazing support system that I think even sometimes I take it for granted that I'm kind of just like, yeah, this really sucks. And maybe I have, you know, like a bad day and I'm mentally just really down. But the next day I'm like, all right, we got to keep living. We got to keep moving. And I think that's also because, you know, you guys never, ever invalidated me or ignored the heavy weight of just having a chronic illness like this that is progressive. But you also were like, we can't stop living life. Right. Like we need to enjoy the time we have right now. So I think it's a fair balance. Yeah, I think it's always um, maybe you have a dream or you have a passion and it's not, it's being willing to give that up 
which is so yeah. hard. And it's, I think it's, I never knew how it's even sadder when it's your kid. <laughs> it's like you want your own dream, maybe they have to be given up so your kid can have theirs. But yeah, and it's, it's, it's finding, it's, again, we're talking about changing your perspective. It's not all this happy, yay, well, that happened, so let's move on. You have to do sometimes live in the grief mm-hmm. and the sadness of it or, you know, the disappointment, whatever it is, the rejection. And you sometimes have to be in the wait. And um, what I pulled out in front of me as we were talking, I haven't gone anywhere near as far as you have, is, but with my power sheets is the prep work of it. And we're going to dig into that. I don't know if we got another segment before because you're so organized here um, or now, but kind of dig into a little bit about doing the work. Yeah, because I think that's a big part of changing in perspective. And, you know, I'm very open about it. I worked with a therapist for years. years. I'd say like seven years I was with my specific therapist. Yeah, you worked initially with pain people, people who could assist you in how to cope with pain. Yep. And then I moved to another psychologist who I just adore. Yeah. And a lot of it wasn't just how to cope with pain, but just coping with life. Life. Yeah. I think anybody would benefit from the cognitive therapy and, you know, some of the things she was doing. You know, assuming insurance maybe will change things eventually. I hope I can see her again. But I do believe, you know, as we're talking about doing the work, like how do you do the work? How do you change your perspective? How do you actively participate in that? And I firmly believe going to a therapist is really great. And if if the world could work perfectly, well, we would need therapists if the world worked perfectly. Uh. But if it were an ideal world, I really do believe that everybody should see a therapist because it's so insightful to have someone objectively look at your life. Well, I think also somebody who's not in it, somebody who's professionally distanced um, and isn't going to get emotionally involved. But you also have to have the right person. I've yes. seen people, um, say couples, going to some kind of therapy and maybe, uh, how do I explain this? So say somebody's trying, they don't want to be divorced. They're trying to go to therapy. Maybe one person wants to go and the other doesn't. And, you know, you, there's certain things you can do individually on yourself to how you look at things. Uh, but I have seen it almost like the therapist or the person is perceiving that the therapist is directing them to a divorce or whatever. And I was like, well, hold on, wait a minute. They don't even have the whole picture here yeah. or whatever. So so I'm a little cautious as far as who, you know, who do you go to? Who, yes, do, you, who do you get your so advice important. from? So, but yes, um, therapy definitely, definitely can be a good resource. The background that I have that you had asked me to talk a little bit today was, you know, mine is more as a nurse, not as a therapist, not as a psychologist, never trying to be in that, or, you know, beyond my role, but... It is an expanded role in that um, it's called nurse coaching, which is really a way to help whoever your client is, whoever your employee is, however it is the setting you're in, help them figure out for themselves what they need to do next. And we realized as we were chatting about changing perspective and my story of what I observed about this little Robin Mm -hmm. out at work was, you know, we all can benefit from changing our perspective, but sometimes we need to talk it out. Yeah. So that we can understand. I feel like you and I, even when we're preparing for these podcasts, are very therapeutic because we both yeah. have these little notes that we go, oh, it's, it's not just about our future podcast. It's more about just ourselves, like things we need to work on or, gee, I want to learn more about that. Let me yep. write that note down. Um, so I, we can get, we talked about in a prior podcast about the power of no and kind of setting boundaries for no's in margin so that you can be open to some yeses. Yep. So changing your perspective is kind of a little bit of a follow through of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought it, I always 
say, you know, in the garden or out in nature is where I feel so close to God in so many ways because you're quiet, hopefully, and you're just being in tune with things. And it's just different revelations that happened to me. I have had twice now on a commute home where I've been like, well, this is just a nightmare. The traffic, everything's showing red and every possible route on the GPS. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace this. Like, okay. And I deliberately took back roads two times in a row now, different routes. And I was just like, let me just see what I can enjoy. Mm. Whether it was the summer and how people's gardens looked or now it's fall and people have the pumpkins out or whatever. And, you know, or maybe it has nothing to do with their homes that I'm passing by, but it's just that area. I went through a completely different town meeting you yesterday because we were going to the movies. Mm. And I went and I deliberately went that way because I said, oh, I've never run through this way and it'll dodge some of the highway nightmare. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. And I was noticing as the weather gets cool, the crickets are chirping faster and faster. They're louder. Mm. If you can envision that, right? When it's the heat of summer, they're then you yeah. hear nothing. Then you hear it. And you say that you can take the temperature by how fast the crickets are going. So, you know, it's really hot when they're just laboring on. <laughs> uh, but it's colder when they're, they're making more noise because they're trying to stay warm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I could hear these crickets as I'm wow. driving. Like, I even had the radio on low. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is that? And I knew that was my little cue, like, be quiet. Just be quiet. And it meant quiet, just not having your head go so busy either. And I um the radio off or whatever I had on. And I rolled down the window a little and I just enjoy these crickets, you know. And again, I don't want to sound like this crazy person, but it's about being mindful. I was very mindful of the traffic around me and all that, but I was enjoying the nature. So it's kind of like change your perspective. What can you learn from something? How can you be mindful, whether you're driving to a doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. or for me, a commute? Yeah. And, you know, there are so many ways to enjoy the mundane things Mm -hmm. in life And it's just kind of about finding what works well for you. How do you handle a doctor's appointment that you just get terrible news at or you maybe just had a surgery and it failed or whatever like big thing or small thing that you're going Mm -hmm. through that's weighing on your heart when you're able to just be mindful and sometimes step away from the situation and just be present. I even remember there was before... I got my port. So we were in that like waiting Mm -hmm. stage and um, we had just gotten discharged and it was like three in the morning. It was Jared and I, and we were both really, really discouraged in how things were going um, because of something that had happened that night while we were in the ED and um, we were driving And like the roads were silent, like nobody was driving in Boston. Like we were just passing everything and, you know, everything's still lit up and it's just quiet. It's just the two of us. And we both were just like, wow, Boston is really pretty. Mm. And we weren't stressed out about other people hitting us or, you know, anything like that. Or, you know, someone walking out in front of our car because there was nobody there. And Mm. that was like just a very simple change in perspective. And, And I'm not saying that by changing your perspective automatically means that like, oh, I feel perfectly fine now. I feel great. Nothing is wrong. That's that's not it because there's no quick fix like that. That's a band-aid and you you want to go to the root of any problem like that, but it was just something that gave us that break. Mm-hmm. And that was what we needed. It was not a fix. 
So we're not throwing like a positivity prescription in your face. It's just sometimes that our hearts and our minds need a break. And let's talk about that positivity um, issue. Like we, well, you want to be, yes, we want to look at the positive. There's a lot of things to connect that mm-hmm. are hopeful. But I think we have to be careful about all this positivity because it can also be very... Um, I'm trying to find the right word. Not demeaning, but demi- well, diminutive. You can somebody can really deal, be dealing with some very hard thing, and oh well, gee, at least you got a great doctor who's trying to help you. Oh, at least this and at least that. And I am kind of that person that always tries to. I always have some kind of hope, but mm-hmm. that may not be the time to share that mm-hmm. when someone's really in in the pit of something. Like you have to go through some of those feelings in yep. those difficult times because guess what? Those are going to bubble up later if you never dealt with them. You can't just throw positivity at somebody. Yes. Um, so there is a little bit where I just go, oh. and I think we learned over the years too, not to avoid people, but not to be, uh, not to be affected by them because most most often people meant well. Yes. But sometimes it was ridiculous what they would say to you. Especially, uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember the time at the mall? And you just basically look like you've been in a car accident because you had like all these braces, different points, and people are like, oh, what happened to you? Like, oh, and so they're asking, first of all, when it's none of their business. But secondly, they were trying to have a positive spin somehow on it. And you were just frustrated. We were driving back. And again, it's not always the right time for humor, but this was the right time. Because it's you and me. We can be real yeah. with each other. And we're like, I know. I can't believe they said that or they did that or whatever. But then. Or they have no idea what they're talking about. That and was they give advice. A- right. Have you tried this diet? Have you tried that? Have Friends. You tried- Because it's fall, I'm going to share this with you. One of my favorite chronic illness accounts, they put a quote up today that said pumpkin spice and no unsolicited medical advice. Oh, no way. I know. I need to get the t-shirt. I love it. So that's just what it made me think of when you just said that. So for fall friends, here's what you can just remember. (laughs) Pumpkin spice and no unsolicited medical advice. We have to give someone credit for that. I was going to say that's from the Spoonie Sister shop. I was going to say that's not us. Okay. Yeah, that's not us, but I love it. I love it. And people mean well. And um, sorry, my leg is falling asleep. I'm going to be really honest with people right now. I'm standing (laughs) up. If it sounded like I shifted, I did. Um, she's just getting a change of perspective. She wants to get off the couch. I am. I'm standing now, which actually is one of the things I tell people to do is make sure you change positions every certain amount of time. So, um, anyway, you have to be cautious about the positivity prescription. People normally mean, well, um, that became very funny though, that day in the car ride home. Because we didn't do any of these things, but we were we were thinking a little sarcastically. You were more of a teenager back then too, um, but we were like, "What if we answered like some really creative answers to what happened to you?" You know, because <laughs> they're not. I'm not going to explain about diseases and diagnosis, and they don't really want to know anyway. So we yeah. had a list going and as we were driving, and I'm laughing so hard it was like hard to drive almost <laughs> at one point. But you know, ridiculous things. Well, I was climbing Mount Everest and I fell. And, you know, or we started talking about all places all over the world. Like, well, I was at the Eiffel Tower and I was trying to get this picture at a certain angle and then somebody crashed into me. I know we had like completely ridiculous answers that we wanted to say. But instead, we we then dialed it back. Like, well, what can we say in these situations? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's a little side note. But the positivity prescription can be good in that you want to encourage somebody, but it can really cause harm, I think, more than good. When you're dealing with a chronic illness, it's like, yeah, there is always something good to look for. Like, well, hey, at least, you know, we can, you know, seek out information. We have things available to us. We know other people with these same issues that we can go to. And ultimately, we can go to the Bible and 
we can get mm-hmm. strength in, um, for people who don't believe they can have a lot of hostility about that. That's not the time that I'm going to be like, have you read your Bible? Have yeah. you read your Bible? You know, not at all. It's, it's just for us, it is a tremendous source of strength and encouragement. And just so that it's amazing to me how many people really don't know what their purpose is in life, whether they are considered quote unquote healthy or not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, they can get very sucked into the positivity prescription. So, yeah, and there's there's nothing wrong with waking up and saying, I really hope that I'm going to make today a good day or whatever it is. But I think the biggest piece is to acknowledge what you're walking through. Um, there was a clinic that we were a part of in the earlier stages of diagnosis and all of that. And um, they didn't want you to ever talk about pain, say the yes. word pain, anything like it was almost like a curse word. And like how it was explained. And I think, yes, it's not good to dwell on those things, but we also need to process what has happened and what is going on. You know, if we ignore it and we just slap that positivity on there, we're still doing harm there. That's, That's not the right answer either. It's a fine balance of how do you work through something and find joy or not even sometimes joy, but peace with where you're at. You know, also balancing talking about the hard things and not ignoring them. Right, because not everybody does have um, supportive people in their life. Or, you know, we were trying to be very supportive, but we couldn't give you sometimes what you need. And sometimes you can't really share with someone you love really closely, like your deepest fears or things, because you don't want to burden them. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some of that, too. For sure. So um, connecting with hope is something that we wanted to explore a little bit more. So... Um, what I try to do um, in the type of work that I'm in is, you know, I do um, mostly employee health and I love it because I take care of the people who are trying to do meaningful work. So if I can keep them safe on their job and doing things ergonomically in a good way, um, I feel great about that because then they can continue to do what they need to do. But if they're injured or whatever it is, I can help with that too. And where I am, I'm fortunate that I get to do some things where we can talk about mindfulness and well-being mm-hmm. to prevent things from happening. And one of the things is um, I don't get to do a, lo- a lot of it, but when I can, I do one-to-one nurse coaching with people. And I also get to do like on a bigger scope, maybe like a wellness project where this the company has said hey we really want to talk about how important sleep is Mm because sleep affects health and safety and i get to do it on a larger scale so i'm not touting myself in any way i just want you to understand like what i get to do and throughout kind of most of what i do with the one-on-ones somebody might say to me oh i really want to lose weight you know i'm at like the highest weight i've ever been and i i I really should lose weight i really should get back to the gym like okay because Coaching is all about what they want, not what I want. Yeah. Um, and as nurses, we, we're told to kind of have a like a treatment plan. You're assessing whatever the situation is, and we're supposed to give them tools to help them. And in coaching, they really just need some time and space to figure it out for themselves. And mm-hmm. you let them go, so to speak. So and when we're talking about chronic illness or we're talking about any kind of change, it's really looking at the skills that you already have mm-hmm. to cope with what you've got going on. So if someone says they want to lose weight or in a situation of um, maybe chronic illness, oh, I just want to have more energy or whatever, why do you want to do that? Like know what your why is. So when we said earlier in this about changing your perspective perspective and trying to do the work, 
for that, it's really looking at like what your why is. Mm -hmm. So what is your why? Why do you think you need to go back to the gym and why do you need to lose weight? Like, yeah, I want to be healthy. Okay, you want to be healthy, but there's all kinds of other parts of health. So I think what we're talking about is, um, you know, drilling this down a little bit. And if you can't just say, oh, I want to change my perspective. And, you know, yeah, I I agree with what Cassie's saying on this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to change. I want to be more grateful or I want to be more in the moment. Well, how do you do that? And a lot of it is connecting back to why do you want to do that in the first place? Yeah. And I actually have a really interesting story. And funny enough, when we were planning this podcast, I literally had like a couple things that came to mind. And I had even told you, I was like, I don't know what I got for this. Like, I just don't know where to take it. You know, so of course, you know, and you give things over to God, he will give them to you. Uh, And he sure did with this. So back in September, I had a shoulder dislocation and, you know, dislocations happen all the time. Subluxes are more common, but a full dislocation for me really just knocks me out for like a week to a week and a half. So this was just so unexpected. And I think I had almost in my mind, because I hadn't had a dislocation this bad in about three months, which is like amazing. And we're so grateful for the team that we've been working with and all they're doing to help my joints be at their best. But you know, like it's not going to be perfect. Dislocations are going to happen. That is a part of this illness. So when I'm really down and out and on medication and just all these extra things, I just can't think, I can't focus, I'm in a lot of pain. So I typically just watch TV and I find that I can't focus if I want to read a book or anything. And so I was so frustrated. I think I actually called and talked to you one of the days because I was so frustrated that like I wasn't healing in the time frame I had hoped for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just want to like read a book or do something with my mind. Like I just can't deal with this anymore. So flash forward and beginning of October and, you know, I was just like, all right, well, you know, I'm doing okay. Like I've kind of, I'm back to my baseline and I just was getting ahead on the tasks and things that I wanted to accomplish in October. And I was really tired in like after maybe an hour or two of being up. And I was like, I just like need to rest for a little bit, which as we've talked about with margin, that is absolutely like 100% valid. And it is true. My body needed a break. And I went to put Netflix on and I got all the way to opening up and clicking on it and getting to my show. And there was just, I really feel the Holy Spirit had just, you know, kind of knocked on my heart and God was just kind of like, Hey, so like, why are you going to watch TV? Because, like, you're complaining that all you could do is watch TV. And you have, like, a bunch of stuff you could easily do on the couch. Like, read a book or work on a blog post and just chill out like that. Like, do you re- is this really how you want to spend your energy? When, yeah, I wouldn't say that, like, oh, yeah, right now I'm totally healthy. Because that's not really, like... You know, it's just not. But you were healthy enough. But I was healthy enough, exactly. And I was better than I was in September. And it just made me realize, you know, I don't know what tomorrow holds. Like, 
if we're being real, I don't know 10 minutes from now what could happen. And so I need, yeah, and none of us do. And it just really like shook me to my core. And I just was like, all right, I need to spend the time that I have when my body is able to actually do the things that I want to do, because I don't know when that's going to change or if it's going to change and how long it's going to be different for. So that was my massive like change of perspective that just totally changed everything for me. And, you know, and it's not perfect. There are still going to be days where I choose Netflix over reading a book or doing something productive. But what matters is that I'm intentionally working to do better and to do the things that matter to me. And I think we talked about before about whether we're being just stuck in this pattern of being reactive, which sometimes we have to be. We have yep. to deal with all the things that happen in life. And, okay, you know, you feel like you're putting this fire out here and you're putting that fire out there. Um, but there are ways to have some being proactive within yep. there and being mindful. Um, not everybody keeps journals. I've, I tend to confess all my weaknesses <laughs> to people, but that's not something I'm great with. But, you know, even the fact that... Um, just that I noted that little encounter uh-huh. with the robin. I did it on purpose. I'm like, you know, we have these devices right at our fingertips um, most of the time. And, you know, as much as I still love just paper and pen and having things, this is what makes sense for me right now in my life is yeah. that I can just quickly note these little observations. And, you know, if I ever want to get to the point where I am writing a blog or I, being a guest author, that's not going to happen if I'm just haphazardly going along in life and, well, this is what I get up and I do today, and this is what I get up and do tomorrow, and I won't be able to carve out those those times. So mm-hmm. trying to be just very intentional on in whatever season we are in our life, and some seasons are a lot harder than others, but there are For ways sure. that you can still um, express those feelings. There's ways that we can tap into our creativity. I'm certainly no painter, artist, writer, really, but there's ways, but I am a creative in, in my heart. And there's mm-hmm. ways that I can show that. And I do a lot of it actually through quickly taking a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, people joke about how many pictures I take. But um, I even thought, I was like, oh, I know you do a few notes, you know, related to this podcast. You should have a picture of Robin's eggs and just how gorgeous they are. And you're like, eh, we're not there yet. Um, but, <laughs> but you could put something like that on your website, you know, yeah. or whatever. Not necessarily attaching it to the podcast. It's a little tricky right now. And again, saving your spoons. You, you don't have the energy to be doing all kinds of editing and all that. And we, we have to be mindful of what we can we do? No, sometimes. Right. Just cause I think of all these things doesn't mean I should do it. I thought of a great thing to do with, um, at church. And I just spit some of these ideas in a meeting cause that's what we were supposed to be doing. But that did not mean I was the one who should be acting on yeah. any of those. Like, and, and they agreed with that. It was, this was just a creative, Hey, boom, boom, boom. And somebody said, Oh my gosh, like these are all really, terrific and i said yeah they they are but i don't know if the group's going to want to do any of these if people are going to have time for them and yeah as i think this one thing is important i think you should think about and i said so and so knows how to do graphic design and i bet he'd bang this out in five minutes so why don't we connect yeah. him to this idea and like that's all i was supposed to do with that mm-hmm. you know so it's it's just because we want to do it and we think we're supposed to do it doesn't always mean we should so I think that's a lot of changing our perspective. Do we, we don't, as you said before, we don't have to do all the things. Yeah. You know, we, maybe there's that, just that one thing and maybe it's a time where we're supposed to just be not over-focusing like we've talked about and we're supposed to just look at the big picture and where do we fit in. Or sometimes we can't see the big picture 
And we just have to say, all right, God, I'm going to go where you want me to go. Because I know there are times that I'm like, all right, can I see the rest of the painting now? Like, please. And God's just kind of like, no, because for whatever reason, he knows I'm not ready. Right. I don't know that we can handle some of the things that, you know, there's some things I really don't want to know (laughs) what's ahead. But I know he will get us through it every day. And we remind you of that. When you, you know, we always, it's, again, it sounds like all our little cliches, but there are things that get us through. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is when you can't be strong, we'll be strong for you. We say that yeah, a lot. Yeah, that was, yeah. And sometimes you were glad to hear it and other times, not so much. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. But, um, you know, I, I can't even talk about it because I'm going to get emotional. But, like, it is so special like that was how you guys always brought that up to me because that was such a reminder of just like and it it carried so far into also our faith because like we don't have to be strong enough because he is strong enough and it was like a tangible in front of my face reminder of that but I think more than that when we talk about a change in perspective this really was only something I kind of finally started to understand I think like within the past year is you would always be like well you're healthy but you have this right you you are a healthy person yes and forth on this like I was so mad about like this phrase and like now I've come to understand it but it was just one of those things where I was like that's not true and you're like yes it is and we're just well it's a theory and it's you know for me I come more from a functional medicine standpoint meaning we look at the body as all kinds of systems and like, mm-hmm. what's the root cause of something? And it's not that I'm going to suddenly figure this for EDS and this for your pots and this for that. But, you know, we, we are overall healthy people who happen to have this genetic issue, this thing, or, or mm-hmm. you know, you look at now a lot of the body of evidence is about um, so much about us having chronic inflammation and some of those little trigger warnings, kind of like mm-hmm. the red engine light, maybe we're showing up on somebody in their 20s and we pushed and we pushed and we pushed and then we're in our 50s and our 60s or whatever and we're falling apart and people think oh this is normal to feel sick and tired in my 50s or 60s and no it's not normal Mm -hmm. um so it's a functional a little bit more of functional medicine and tying in with this nurse coaching um but not everybody's ready to understand that and that's fine like that's fine i didn't give i didn't give up traditional medicine but how do we balance that there's a there's a lot else we can look at in our perspective for our health well in the biggest way that i understood and really came to accept that concept was just like mentally overall i would consider myself a very healthy person and you know yes having these illnesses and other things like that's why there are therapists that's why there are doctors to talk to and mm-hmm. um support groups and other things like that but you know, it made me realize that like, yeah, like my mind is still like really healthy and this, that, the other thing. And it was like, so yeah, I am actually pretty healthy. Yeah. It's not this positivity prescription. Which is what I initially, I think thought it was, which I think is why I was so offended. And I was very vocal to you about it. I was not not shy. I, I was not shy with my opinion no, I'm not normally shy anyways, in my opinion, but I especially, (laughs) especially with this, because I was so angry. I was not at all shy, but like it, it is really too. And 
that's because I wasn't ready to change my perspective. I was looking at the glass half empty because that was how I was determined to see it. And you know what? There are still days that I look at the glass half empty. Oh, yeah. But there are more days that I look at the glass half full. And so having people to help remind me of that, but also not shove it in my face and invalidate me was so crucial. So whether you have a chronic illness or a huge trial or you're the caregiver or supporter for that person, know that, you know, there's a time and place for everything. But when someone is finally ready to change their perspective, it's got to be on their terms. And I think it's it's about doing the work, as we said, too. Yes. It's just we all we can't, you know, we can't just blame this and blame that and whatever. We have to go, okay, so this is the awful situation I'm faced with. Maybe somebody maybe somebody's been cheated on and, you know, mm-hmm. their partner wants to leave them. Like that's horrible. I mean, it's just so devastating. Um, I'm not gonna tell them to be positive. Like that is just yeah. awful. And I've had friends go through that and I'm so sad for them. But I'm so proud of them when they look at okay, like I cannot believe I've been thrust into this world. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do now? And they 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 do some hard work. Yeah, I mean some really hard work, and they look at themselves emotionally. And sometimes people have lost who they are. Um, there was actually just a thing. Um, I didn't even get to tell you this. I just heard about this yesterday about a program where um, they're helping women um, in our area, not our direct area, but in Massachusetts. Um, who are dealing with addiction issues, but uh, they try, they've come out of prostitution. Mm-hmm. And these women are just so amazing what they're doing and the people who are partnering with them to help them. And, and one woman said, I lost like who I was. I, I didn't get to, I, I wasn't even sure like things that I like and I dislike or things that I'm interested in. Cause I was a slave to this, this. And mm-hmm. again, I don't, I think I've told people before that I, I got to do some work over the years with kids in a lot of different ways through community work and even some school nursing. I loved it. Um, and I think about these kids when they get their class picture every year, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all smiling and they're all in a group. None of them are sitting there thinking, when I grow up, I'm going to be a prostitute. I'm mm-hmm. going to be addicted to drugs. I'm going to be ill. I'm going to be whatever. They don't, you know, they're um, nobody wants to become that person, yeah. you know. So I was really thrilled to hear that that they're instead of just judging um, what these people have gone through, they're they're helping them and they're helping them change their perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do now? You know. Yes. Um, and you can see I'm kind of passionate about that. It's probably something I'll somewhere I get connected with if God tells me to do it. If He doesn't, then maybe I just write a check and I support <laughs> someone else doing the work. Yeah, and you know something else that's important is. As far as doing the work, there are going to be days that you are not in the mood to do the work. And I remember there would be times, there are still times to this day, it's typically not you guys telling me we're going to go anyways, but it will be Jared being like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but we're we're going. Oh, that to- was Mike Get your fanny in the car. Yes. Yeah. Jared well, doesn't say it exactly like that, but like, well, he's not your mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, no, but like, it is one of those things where, you know, something that I've learned is there are going to be days that I don't want to go to see a doctor days that I, there, there are days that I don't want to get out of bed. Like they're just mm-hmm. all these different things. And you know, what I've had to learn and I've been encouraged by And this is where like that whole, like when you can't be strong, we're going to be strong for you because 
I realize there are just some days that I have to show up. And you know what? Sometimes just showing up is all we can do. And that is okay. And that's the advice I've given even friends over the years. Not that I give a lot of advice. I more just try to listen and let them do what they need to do. But I'm like, you know what? Sometimes we just have to show up. And showing up means getting dressed and going to something. But something show up sometimes means, all right, like I'm present. Like I'm mentally present. Mm -hmm. I'm emotionally present. I'm just going to show up. And you can't just expect someone else to fix you. But sometimes that's all you can do in that moment was just show up. And sometimes it's just showing up for God. Like, God, I'm here. I know you have not forsaken me. I sure feel like you have, but I know you haven't. And um, we talked to, we always try to have some practical tips. And one of the things we talked about is like, who do you spend your time with? Who do you, mm-hmm. you might not have a support system. People have just horrific stories that I'm, I'm so sad for. People who end up bankrupt and homeless with mm-hmm. chronic illness and it's just wrong. Um, but, but who do they try to surround themselves with? So a lot of people will give me like inspiring things of, of good friends that they have or, uh, for me, I yes, I study the word, but I you know if I'm in now that I'm in the stage room in the car a lot, I'm really careful what I listen to, the podcasts that I listen to because they're not always speaking truth, um, or what I would deem my truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what am I listening to? Where am I getting encouraged? Where am I getting inspired by? Mm-hmm. You know what what do we do? I was actually if, if it had worked out, today's kind of a rainy day, and we're also just kind of pushing a little with some of the things we're achieving today. So it's just mm-hmm. let's just stay indoors. But I thought about taking you to um, the garden center that's huge near here. I don't know uh, things by names. I thought, oh, yes. wouldn't that be fun just to see some seasonal displays? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's um, nice when you can just be inspired by something. It doesn't mean we would even spend any money on anything, but you just go yeah, and you, you just see. Go and have a good show time. Up. Yeah, and showing up. That's the perfect way to put it. And, you know, like. I encourage you, you know, if you, if you don't have people that understand or that are encouraging you to just show up and whatnot, you know, there are tons of places online through support groups. Like there's such a great community. Yeah, there, there are definitely flaws in the Mm -hmm. chronic illness community. And that is very, very real. And very troubling. Yes. (sighs) Yes. Um, But there are also a lot of really good people. And, you know, we, we, for the most part, we want to encourage everybody. We want to say we're cheering you on. And even if we don't have the same illness, I, I'm constantly getting the opportunity to meet people and talk to people and just share stories. And it is nice to find somebody who understands. And even if they don't like really understand what you're going to, they're willing to also show up for you. Yeah, and sometimes people are really, I think the word toxic is overused, but there are people who are stuck with toxic people in their life that really emotionally cause them more harm or physically even cause them harm. Um, and sometimes you can't get out of those situations, but but there are lifelines out there. There are, mm-hmm. um, you know, we um, dealt with, you know, just an excruciating situation in our family with a suicide of a family member. And, you know, I'm s- still grieving that seven years later, but... Um, you know, I think about all the resources that are out there and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I so wish it had worked out for our loved one, you know, but, um, it, but it didn't. And, but there are so many resources out there. There's so many support systems. There's, everybody's different. There are people who just could not even deal with going out and facing somebody, but there's ways that you can be in a really great relationship, texting with somebody and having them check on you and, 
doing a phone call or um, there's people I know who do Skype things mm -hmm. and there's ways to be present. And um, I think I've seen you grow a lot out of some of the book club kind of thing that you're doing with your friend and just the books that you're reading. Mm -hmm. And that was not your thing. You really weren't a reader before that I yeah. can recall. You would read a really good series, a really good novel, like a series. And yeah, but that. I but I really had gotten out of reading just in general, and it's kind of I was really encouraged um, by Mara to just start reading more. And you had given me a book suggestion, and you were like, "You've got to read this book." And I it took me a while to actually do it, but I was finally like, "You know what? Yeah, let let me read it, see what it's all about." And it was just like it sparked this like love of realizing like. I have so much to learn mm -hmm. and which, and I'm not saying that because I thought beforehand that I knew everything, but I almost was just kind of like, eh, like, yeah, I would like to read or whatnot, but like, I don't have to. And now I'm realizing like, there's so much that I have to learn and grow and, you know, to challenge myself to change my perspective on my own has been really just eye-opening for me I think yeah, and, you, um, and you did love learning you got pulled out of college and all these things yeah because um, you were just you loved it but I see you broadening your world because um, it's not just about wanting to know about you know what your profession was going to be it was all kinds of things and even in nursing um, you know we could get so caught up in just learning nursing and medicine and not overall things and if someone's going for their bachelor's in nursing they were irritated that they had to take a literature class or whatever and I get that I was that person I wanted to hone my skills I was mm -hmm. all in um, even though I love literature I did not think that was going to make me a better nurse or whatever <laughs> so I was in the camp of I don't need to know that um, but going back to school it was really cool taking the religion class that I took taking um, like it was like a world religion it was so interesting and taking a literature class and doing a thing on short stories and it made me really reconnect with my love of mm -hmm. reading and writing and so we you don't have to be in a formal class like I was I do a lot of study on my own and that's why I think the little podcast I'm also in my little university in my car because it's just so you know I'm being very mindful of traffic and being safe and you know what's around me but this time so I will really listen and go oh I want to study that more when I get home like mm -hmm. when I can actually take some notes on that or I'll send it to you even today I just said hey I'm going to send you two podcasts and you went, okay, because you know, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm yep. going to send you stuff that you, that I know that you're like, oh, she's going to want to connect with this. And you're always kind of entrepreneurial anyway. I think one of them, I'm like, should I connect with these people, you know, in some way too, which was cool. Yeah. And you know, it comes down to, if you really want to change your perspective, you have to be willing to grow. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's, I think what so much of this comes down to and, you know, and we don't have the perfect answer. There's no exact, like, this is exactly how you should change your perspective. Like, there are so many different ways you can go about it, so many resources you can use and whatnot. But I really hope that um, you feel encouraged to know that, you know, you can um, you can move forward. And if you're serious about setting some goals, maybe you're not in survival mode. We have literally gone minute to minute. And yes. hour to hour, so we get it. This is what we're talking about when you're in a time where you're stable enough to um, to, to be learning and, and so that you really do have some depth to rely on when you aren't well. Mm -hmm. um, your, one of your podcasts, looks like it was episode 18, you really got into doing the work 
with the power sheets and you can do all kinds of things without even buying all kinds of products but these are really great resources that we found helpful yeah and it's been so life-changing and I even you know I tell you all about the good and the bad and um, really get deep about how hard goal setting was for a long time and to adjust all the trial and error that I went through but you know it's something where I've learned how to choose grace over guilt and friends in this current season right now, I'm kind of day by day. I wake up and I assess where I'm at, but I'm still able to learn and grow and set goals with the understanding that I may not be able to meet them. But on the days that I am doing well enough, I hope to make small steps toward those goals. Right. And, and that's those, what really matters. Yeah. One of those things was doing these podcasts. Yeah. And I, yeah, I can't believe still that I do them. <laughs> no. Because you gotta, even though we, what we joked about wanting to do it. For and years. We, but it was, you know, oh, wait a minute. Like, this is really a goal that we're going to set and we're going to do this. And, yeah. And put ourselves out there and risk critiques or whatever, rejection, whatever. And then we realized, well, wait a minute, we're not doing this just to, for for ourselves and our own glory and our any kind of attention mm-hmm. we're doing this because god helps through you show that we want to help people and how to, maybe this will help one person and it helps us it i does. feel like we walk away from these and because friends our brainstorming sessions end up being so long because we just are talking like we get so into whatever it is and we're so passionate about all of this and so I know we've got to go, but we have loved chatting with you and I can't believe the next time we chat, it's going to be like four days before Christmas or something. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, we've been thinking about that. You and I obviously will chat before that, but before we actually record, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you in December. (laughs) I just want you to know. Okay. Uh, But I think what we'll really look at too is kind of finishing the year well and, um, maybe some last minute tips so that the holidays are not a negative kind of time for you and looking ahead to big year in the Mayo household again. Oh yes. Graduation for our youngest and a big anniversary for our church and yeah, a lot, a lot of yeah. cool things. And we're now we're looking at, uh, you know, the future for dad and I and how, um, we won't be empty nesters officially by any means. And we're really not looking to be, but just we're launching yet another child into, into, a, into yeah. a different college and a different different path. So, hey, like we started talking about well, how do we want to be intentional? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully we have some exciting things ahead to share. Yeah. All right, friends. It was great talking with you. All right. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. 
Fords is now an official AT&T retailer. Take advantage of exclusive limited-time in-store offers. Get a $100 AT&T Visa reward card when you purchase an AT&T TV package. Switch to AT&T and get a $250 Visa reward card when you buy a smartphone on a qualifying installment plan. Save up to $1,000 instantly when you purchase four smartphones on a qualifying plan. Restrictions and exclusions apply. Offer subject to change and valid in-store only. Call 877-252-3220 or go to your nearest Howard's location for details.